I typed in how to knit a sweater and all of these weird terms came up and I'm like, damn, this is gonna take a long time. Welcome to the Wildson Podcast. My name is Courtney, aka Court Wildson, and I'm a full-time content creator from the mountains. I'm here to share my tips and tricks on social media, BTS from my adventures, and interview some other awesome people too. So stay tuned and let's go. Some insight into why I started knitting. For many of you who've probably followed me for a really long time, you're probably like, where the heck did this come from? And I will tell you, and I will tell you what the journey has been like for me and how I feel about it now and what's next for Wildson Mountain Goods. And that's the name of my Etsy shop. If you are wondering where I have beanies and hopefully other things coming soon. So it started with an Instagram post. I feel like that's how it always starts, right? And it was from Rachel Paul. Paul, Paul, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but she posted a ski touring post in this really, really pretty pastel blue, like Norwegian looking sweater. And I immediately was like, I need that. I have to buy that. I want that so bad. Because it's just, it's really hard to find those really pretty, colorful, or just unique looking Norwegian type sweaters. The only place I really come across those are maybe in like American Eagle, but even then, like I feel like those styles have really just changed to something I don't really like now. Or you can get them in ski shops, but they're not, they're just not quite what I want or what I was looking for. So... I went down this rabbit hole. I like DM'd her. I don't think she answered me and like asked and clicked on all the comments and tried to find it. And after a while of looking, I found that she got this from a girl who's a knitter and that girl knitted her that sweater custom made. And I was like, damn it. Like, and then I looked at the girl's knitting thing and it was like $300 for a sweater, but she was all sold out. And I was like, oh, what the heck, you know? And then I just t- I tried to type in Norwegian sweater and, you know, I didn't come up with anything. So I was like, well, I'm working for myself now and my, my own personal like Instagram business wasn't as busy as it is now. So I felt like I had some time and I lived by myself and I was three hours away from Luke. So I was like, mm, what if I knitted myself and I knit my own sweater and I typed in like had to knit a sweater and one of the first things that came up was called Encircled and it was a sweater knitting book on how to knit like really pretty and it had a bunch of different sweaters in there that you could do and I was like screw it I'm just gonna buy this book and then once that comes in the mail I'll go to the required materials and I'll buy the needles and so on and so forth. So I get this book, which I spent like $30 on this book. Now that I know where to buy like different knitting patterns, would not have done that. Definitely a high quality book, but ouch. Um, After I did that, I got the book and I opened it up and straight up gibberish, people. Gibberish, okay? Another language. And this pattern was so confusing. And I'm someone who would think, 
of myself to be pretty crafty. I feel very confident like DIYing and like doing different things and you know, I'm good at reading and I usually can understand stuff well. This was just a, you know, totally different ball game and this looked like something that was like going to take many of hours and I had no freaking clue how to do this. So I was like, well, crap, I need to go back to the drawing board. I go to YouTube and I say, how to knit. <laughs> and at the time I had bought in the size needles that was from the book and they were straight needles, which I just thought that's what it was at the time. I had no idea. I also had no idea that metal needles are not as good as like bamboo wood needles. Like there was just this massive learning curve. I can't even begin to explain it. And I looked it up and I found that, you know, you have to do something called casting on. And then I figured out how to do that. And the girls would just be like, so you just take your needle and then you twist your arm like this. And then they would do like all these crazy movements at once. And I'm like, hold up, granny. Slow down a second. <laughs> and I would replay the same thing over and over and over again. So I would, I say, I would say it took me about a day to learn how to cast on. Not a full day, but like an hour of me sitting there. And then I found out you have to do something called a knit stitch. And then I was like, okay. And then I figured that out or I thought I figured it out. And after a while I was like, nah, this ain't look right. You know? And then I found out there was just two different types of stitches. There was a knit stitch and a purl stitch. And then the purl stitch, I made this hat that like, to me, I was like, damn, that looks cute, girl. Like, you know, cause I came to the conclusion that the sweater was going to be a journey to uh, get to. <laughs> and we were going to start out with a hat, you know, I'm going to take it easy here. So, you know, I did the hat thing and I made the hat and I was like, that don't look too bad, you know, and I put it on. I was like, mm, that's pretty cute, but it was really, really messed up, really bad. Um, but I posted that hat to my Instagram story and the amount of feedback that I got on that beanie, even though it was, it was actually so messed up that it had its own pattern in itself. <laughs> so I don't know how I managed to do that. Um, but I honestly, out of all the years of Instagram stories I've done at all these really crazy hot springs and cool mountains and skiing and everything, that one story of that beanie had the most responses that I've ever had on a single Instagram story and how it was so cute and on and on something like that. I was like, I might be on to something here. Um, and it was simultaneously at this time because I was going on Instagram and I was typing in like knitting, <laughs> knitting beanie. Like I had no idea what was going on. And I came across a girl named Shireen who I've developed an Instagram friendship with, I guess you would call it. And um, she knits like really cute beanies, like winter beanies out of merino wool. And like she had this whole thing going on and I clicked on her Etsy and she had a beanie pattern on there. And um, I just was like, wow, this is pretty neat, eh? And I looked at her pricing and I was like, she's making some change on these beanies. And I got to thinking and I'm like, wow, that one person that or that one beanie I made that was really fucked up, right? It got a lot of um, feedback and people were really interested in that. And they're like, wow, I want one. And I'm like, ooh, 
ooh, this is a business idea. So I also really enjoyed learning something like that. I've always, like I said, enjoyed crafting and I was like, you know what, we're going to try and make some beanies. And I went to Walmart and um, well, first I went to Michael's and I was like, damn, $8 for a ball of yarn. Like, this is ridiculous. Little did I know what was coming down the road. Um, but then I went to Walmart and I was like, $2.97, we could, we could swing with that. And um, I learned that there was all different, you know, thicknesses of yarn and the type of yarn that I would be mostly working with, especially now, is size six. There's one through seven sizes. I work with size six and that's like super bulky and that's how you make the cute fluffy beanies. So I bought her knitting pattern. It's called the Winterfell pattern. You probably recognize the beanie if you saw it on my Instagram at Court Walton. And I started just cranking out these beanies and then I learned like you have to use knitting needles are attached to each other with a string and then like it matters what knitting size needle you use. And like, I would make these hats and I'm like, mm, that doesn't look the same as the picture. Like, I don't know what I did wrong, but uh, I don't know what's happening, you know? Apart, mm, probably 50 beanies in the beginning because I learned that, you know, every single yarn is different, even if it has a number six every six yarn is different, every needle is different, every pattern is different, and all these different things, and I started good and good at being consistent, and I wasn't like messing up patterns where I had to redo them, and it really took a really long time. Um, my first beanie took me around five hours, and now that same like simple beanie pattern, I can do in about 40 to 45 minutes. Um, Granted, some of the beanies that you see on my shop, because they are more intricate, do take maybe one to two hours, depending on what it is. Um, but there was just like this massive learning curve and I started learning all the things and then pom-poms and then I found out that it was hard to find a good uh, foffer pom-pom and now I've down gone down the rabbit hole of buying my own yarn and I'm actually staring at four pelts of foffer that will equal to about 240 pom-poms and it's kind of making me cry because I know it's going to take me a long time to do that. Um, so I just, I really, I just realized how much of a space this was, you know, and how big of a thing this could be and how enjoyable it was for me. I was really nervous about burnout in the beginning because, you know, it was taking me four hours to make a beanie and I was like, damn, I'm not going to make any money off of this. And then after time and, you know, continuously knitting and knitting, I was starting to do, you know, one hat in an hour. Then I was doing three hats in a day. And then I was like, this is really fun. And I honestly, I have yet to experience burnout. I did dabble in a few sweaters after I got my knitting wits about me. And um, the first one I ever did actually worked beautifully and it looks amazing. And I was like, this is easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, I did another one and I couldn't even put it over my head and I kind of cried because it took me around 15 hours. So just to give you an idea, um, I was like, we're going to go back to the beanies. <laughs> We're going to uh, chop these for now. So, um, yeah, it's been really crazy. And then uh, opening an Etsy. Finally, once I waited two months for um, beanie tags, lesson learned. Um, and I just started to learn a lot of different things like packing tape's expensive. Mailers are expensive. Um, your stuff has to look, you know, unique and um, just different knitting needles and knitting yarns. And then I was like, I want to get into wool. 
damn, wool's expensive. (laughs) So it is something now that I do value and I understand why it is expensive and what the value um, is behind merino wool and the sustainability and the ethical sourcing. Um, Just just to give you an idea, there are yarns that I work with that are $2.97 for one hat. And the merino wool beanies that you see on my website, one ball of yarn for that hat costs $27 to give you an idea why I price my beanies, you know, $60 for a beanie because then I have to, you know, not only buy the stuff to make the pom-poms, but I have to make a pom-pom and then I have to buy the tag and then I have to buy my mailers and then, you know, the little cards that go inside and then a sticker on the package and then shipping and it takes time for me actually to make the beanie, you know, um, and there's all these different costs that come into it. And I feel very confident in how I've priced my stuff out, you know, $45 for, you know, an acrylic based wool blend beanie and then 100% merino wool at 60. So yeah, I will be dabbling in some knitting looms to crank out some just traditional, more unisex, um, skiing looking type beanies, uh, which is exciting news as well. But as of a couple of days ago, I purchased my first wool batch to make um, the Nordic sweater that I have been striving to make for so long now. And I, I'm going to time myself to see how long it takes me because um, the wool is expensive and then the amount of time it does take to make a sweater really is going to make it really expensive. So it is something that I want to offer on my shop, but I'm... I'm not sure how it's going to pan out because I can't, you know, short myself the amount of hours that it takes to make it. So you might be seeing like, you know, custom made sweaters available for something like $250. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. And I just figure if someone really wants it the way I really wanted it, like I would have paid $250 for a sweater that would last me a lot of years. And that was exactly, you know, what I wanted. So about knitting and the beanies and being a quote-unquote maker now is I really love the community that's surrounded by it and everyone in it is just doing what they love to do and it's it's such a peaceful and relaxing passion and it's so rewarding to just make something and be like wow I like made that that's neat you know and it being something that not only is presentable but something I feel very proud of um, so honestly, that's been something that's really cool in talking with people like Shireen. I, you know, did Instagram live with her and I would like to actually host her on my podcast soon. I want to be able to do that and push myself to go the extra mile, but, um, I really enjoy it. And it's something that I find a lot of value in. And honestly, out of all the business revenue streams that I have, my main in terms of income is Instagram and then it's actually something called Fiverr that I've started doing. And then the next one is actually something called Billow, which is content creation. And then it's Etsy. But Etsy brings me the most value. And um, I released a shop update uh, about a week ago. Actually, it was a week ago. Um, and I sold like almost 20 beanies, which was really crazy to me. And I'm so thankful for that. But I was like, damn, I need to make more beanies. Um so I think I think this will turn into something a lot bigger, and that's honestly what I'm striving for. Obviously, Instagram is a ticking time bomb in terms of being an influencer, and and however, it's just everything is just is now. You know, like that's not going to last forever, and 
Etsy is something that I really hope becomes my my main thing. And um, I hope to grow more as a knitter and learn more things. And yeah, all those different things. But the one takeaway that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're just like, yeah, I like beanies, it'd be neat to hear her story. Um, try something new. You know, knitting to me is grandma's and, you know, all the knitting projects that I've seen people complete were just like, you know, older people blankets or, you know, whatever. And I've, I've never really come across people who knit things that are really cool looking. And um, macrame and all these different types of art forms that you can do, maybe you don't know how to draw, but you can, you know, you have good like hand control and you can do some other things. And um, the amount of money that people make on Etsy is baffling. Um, I've come across Uh, many people in podcasts um, who make well over a million dollars a year and a couple of the things that they do are selling digital prints so they don't even make anything they just make it on their computer physically and people just buy those on there Um, another girl made jewelry dishes from her home and she's a millionaire and then another girl makes t-shirts online through drop shipping look up drop shipping if you're interested in this option Um, And these people are making absolute bank off of something they really love. And I was opened up to this community and I saw how much potential there was. And especially in today's landscape where supporting small businesses is super important. I was like, this is such an opportunity and such an awesome one. Um, So if you have anything that like you like doing as a hobby or, you know, for me knitting, the only other time I've ever quote unquote knitted in my life was I was actually a senior in high school and I came across one of those kid like knitting loom things. It's like a a big plastic circle and you like bring the stitches over and I made sweater or not sweaters. (laughs) I made scarves and um, it took me like eight hours, but I made a couple for me and my friends and I got, I was like, this is annoying. Um, But like that was a start for me and it was really never something I thought of to like actually learn how to use like knitting needles. I just thought that that was like extremely difficult and something that was like very hard to learn and um, what I would make would be stupid looking. And um, I never thought about that at all, period, up until this past winter. And I was like, damn, I want that sweater and I will do anything to get it. Uh, so hopefully you can follow me on Instagram and eventually you will you will see that sweater in action. And that'll be quite a cool day to put it on if it looks good and everything worked out. Because um, my journey would have been uh, for something. Obviously, it's been for something, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, if you have anything that you're interested in, whether it's painting, drawing, fiber arts, um, maybe you're into calligraphy and you make signs. That's a massive audience right now. Maybe you like designing stickers. There's honestly like just there's so many options that you can do. Creative. I think that you should just spend some time on Etsy, just like looking through what people have going on on there. You know, tie dye is a really big thing, and I know a couple girls who do tie dye and their tie dye businesses. That's their full time job now, just from quarantine, and it's something that does bring you a lot of joy, and um, so on and so forth. So. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to my journey and it gave you a little more insight as to why the heck I've been knitting like crazy. (laughs) Um, It's a great pastime for Netflix, Netflix and knitting and chill or however you want to say it. But 
Yeah, so if you really liked uh, listening to this episode today or any of my other episodes, I would really, really appreciate if you left a review. It means the world to me. And if you somehow found me just from this podcast, um, you can find out and see more of my adventures over on at courtwildson.com. And uh, I'll see you on next week's episode. (laughs) Can't talk.